Hello world, welcome to the journey of discovery with the Body Owl. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Rita Roberts, founder of Circular Soul, energy forecaster and artist. Hey Rita, how are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for um, participating. I'm really interested and intrigued to learn about the artwork that you do and what you do. Um, so before we talk about what you do, um, how about let's start with how did you start doing what you're doing? Um, how did you get to this point in your journey? Um, I, I don't like to talk about myself too much. I find it a little bit, it's boring for me, so I don't know how it is for others. <laughs> but um, just a brief history, I guess, is um, I've been a fine artist my whole adult life. Um, but there was a point after the uh, 2008 global economic crash when artists were hit very hard um, that I just needed to reel everything in, bring my artwork in from galleries, bring myself in from any art events because everybody was upset and angry and depressed, really. So I just wanted to keep creating during that time. And there were things going on personally that needed to be felt through. So what I started doing was just coming out here to where I am in my studio and um, I have wood heat. So it's, it's cold in the morning. So it's a little hard to really get, <laughs> get going um, until the place warms up in the winter. So I started doing just, I just had just on a whim bought a whole bunch of black paper and I didn't know why like months before this and I got out my oil pastels and just started making marks on this black paper and they started turning into they were all circles just to get me started in the morning just to get me into the space of kind of a meditative enclosed creative space and the more I did well I, I stuck them up on my wall so there are 20 up on my wall um, and a lot of them looked like eyes so I actually felt like I had company out here in my studio which is <laughs> unusual for an artist um, and then they just started sort of guiding me advising they witnessing well we see what's going on here and maybe as you feel through these things, you can try this new thing instead of what you've done before. Um, and not talking about like art techniques, but in life, approach something a little differently because obviously it didn't work the way you were doing it. Right. <laughs> and that, so I, I experimented with that and they just, kept getting more complex and, and beautiful and um, wise. And so I felt like I shouldn't keep them to myself. I should see what they can do for other people as well. That's, well, I'm really glad that you did because they are really beautiful and now you can share them with everybody. Um, so, wow. 
I'm like staring at at the one behind you. And now when you when you're doing these and you're warming up and and are you actually in a meditative state? Do you do you get into the meditative state as you're doing it um, intentionally, or is it something that just came naturally when you started doing this practice? It's been very intuitive. Like I'll have the blank um, piece of paper in front of me and I will look at my um, various oil pastels um, and I'll just be drawn to one in particular without without intellectually intellectualizing the reason why yeah. or having any preconceived idea of what I want to create. And I just go with it and see what happens. And then it, it just develops in multiple layers. And the first, say, five minutes of drawing doesn't look anything like what it ends up being. And I, I do have some videos on YouTube of, of the process of it. Oh so yeah, okay, I did see that. Um, how long does it take you to complete one of these more intricate um, cir circles? It's uh, usually within an hour. It, it tells me that it's done. So, wow. um, so what you were asking before, I didn't really fully answer. Um, I used to be really um, aware of the, the state I was in before I started. And sometimes I'll listen to binaural music while I'm drawing. But this last one that's down here, um, I started to, you know, get real centered and breathe. And I thought, well, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's, it's coming through me anyway. So I'm just going to allow it. And, and that's, that is the meditative state is of just allowing things to come through yeah right observing and just kind of taking a step back almost mm -hmm. um wow so when you when you do these for other people do, do you connect with their energy how does that part work do you connect to their energy and then intuitively allow it to guide you using the person's energy that you're connected to Yes, and what I feel is really going on is that it's a soul-to-soul -soul or spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection. And so, and I feel that we can all do this. It doesn't have to come through art or, or any other particular modality. It's just, we can, like you and I cannot speak and actually feel each other. Right. So that's what I feel is going on and that this circle... For instance, um, a client might tell me a particular issue that they really want to change in their life, and I will go with that intention, and then the circle will take it in a completely different direction and have a completely seemingly different um, or unrelated message. But what, what their soul is saying, well, that's great, but we need to work on this first in order to get to that. So right. it sort of brings up the the next step that we may not even be aware of. Right. And so are you able to interpret them afterwards or mm -hmm. do you allow the person to interpret? How does that part work? Sometimes something will come through while I'm drawing 
um, a lot of times it's like a repetitive um, phrase coming yeah. through. Um, and then that's when I'm finished, I will meditate with it and just ask what's the message that this person needs just to get them started. Right. So I'll write that out for them so they'll have it and can refer back to it and experiment with whatever the, the message is. And then I really want them to meditate with their circle on their own and just continue getting guidance from it and, and experimenting with what they feel when they're really present with their circle. Um, so do people ever draw their own? Um, do you teach people how to do these, these exercises? Um, or is this something that you do for them only? I certainly, um, would encourage people to draw their own. I, I haven't formally like created a workshop or anything or instructional, um, it's there's something about it that well i definitely go with whatever i feel is is the right time yeah and i feel that there's a lot to them that people aren't really open to quite yet except for uh if they come to me asking then i know for sure they're open but it's amazing how many people say, I don't think I want to know what my soul looks like. That's, that's sad to me. Yeah, it is. And it says a lot. Um, it does. It's honest though. And that's a starting like point, that. right? <laughs> like, I like if, that. They, if, they, if they feel that way and if they express that, I mean, that does show a sense, a level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a good starting point for people is to be aware that maybe they're not living their best life. Maybe they're not living their mm -hmm. highest self and yeah. up to their greatest good. So that's probably why they're talking to you and they've come to you mm -hmm. in the first place, right? Because right. they've made that connection and they understand that and they're ready to subconsciously start making the changes but haven't really accepted mm -hmm. making those changes quite yet or know what it looks like so you really help get them started in that process it's almost like the beginning of a lot of things for people when they come right. to you probably right and and that is yeah it's a little scary because it is the beginning of a lot of things you that's yeah. exactly it and yeah. And what, what you said, um, something came to me as you were speaking, the, just, just having the visual um, does get them started. And what I want to encourage everyone to know is that I've never created a really murky, dark, ugly circle. It's never, you know, people have that, those gifts that were, gift me they were given to each of us as our pure soul and that's what comes out there's not like um it's it's not a never a scolding energy that comes through these so if that's what people are or or you know there will be direction but but not in a um punitive way 
Right. So, I mean, you're, if it, it's your soul, all souls are full of joy and love and light and compassion. Um, I think that people might get confused about what's going on inside themselves and that might offer some relief to see yes. the light, right? When, when people feel so dark and they, they misinterpret their ego, their mind, their intellectual mind, you know, their emotions right. with their soul and learning that your soul, all of the souls on earth are full of, you know, bright light and love and, and joy. I think that would be a relieving feeling, you know, for people yes. to learn. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And, and I feel it's, it's going to be the only way to operate. That's, that's what's coming. Like, I feel we are in this place where the old paradigms have actually fallen apart already. And yeah. the universe is just waiting for us to catch up to that fact. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. Um, are you into like, you know, there's all these different variations of kind of basically very similar information. So some people describe it as 3D and 5D. Is that one of the, the, the labelings that you adopt in your vocabulary? I am just kind of an odd bird and I develop, I go in with ignorance and learn things in a way that is kind of just, um, it's kind of childlike in that I don't know, I don't study in order to learn the right way. I just make it the way that's right for me. And that's yeah. where I am with well, it. I definitely can appreciate that approach. I mean, I have the similar, a very similar um, approach to things. And I feel like the more you learn outside, the less you can discern as easily what is authentic information right. that you're receiving directly and what you're being fed through mm -hmm. your sensory input that's not necessarily authentic. Um, I think that <clears throat> over time, a lot of people have been able to connect to the source somehow, you know, through meditation or other practices, through you, through, through your artwork. And um, I think that it helps people to try to label things when trying to understand it themselves, but also to try to explain it to other people. Yeah. Um, it right? doesn't I mean, difficult, it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes messages can be really difficult to pass on if there's no labeling, if there's no, you know, kind of mm -hmm. structured way of teaching it to other people that other people can comprehend and take in with wherever they are at. Mm -hmm. um, that's such a beautiful thing about you, what you're doing is that there are no words. I mean, except for if you're writing a message, but the actual, the artwork that you create, it gives people the ability to look at it and feel it nice, rather yeah. than read it and try to comprehend it with their intellectual mind. What you're doing is so amazing because people are able to use their intuition only and immediately start feeling whatever it is that you are able to draw out for them. 
So oh, I love that you said that. That's that's exactly right. It just bypasses the verbal and the intellectual stuff. And a lot of people just feel it emotionally immediately as soon as they see their circle. They'll either start crying. Uh, one, one woman just started going into um, tremors, you know, to release trauma. Yeah. And, and one man felt it, he described it, it felt like a punch in the gut, but in a good way. <laughs> I guess a punch in the gut could feel good sometimes yeah. um, if it wakes you up to yeah. who you are, right? Right. So what is the outcome? Like do some of your clients or your customers, I'm not sure what you call them, but the people that come to you for these pieces of artwork, um, for you to basically interpret their energy and draw their soul. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Um, do they make life changes? Do you work with them afterwards? What happens after you do your piece of art for them? I do definitely make myself available to um, help them through. Um, I know that people have stopped like decades long addictions. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that once they even say they want this done, it starts work. It's like this, you know, their soul already exists. So right. it already starts working on them. And I've also noticed that the, a couple of times people have just rejected it. I'm not for, for various reasons. Like wow. they, they ask for it for a particular emotional reason but once they got it they didn't want to look at it right they're not ready they and thought they were ready and now mm -hmm. they're hiding yeah however it went ahead and did the work and it's when you're not willing to go with it i don't recommend that <laughs> because right. it plays out in not very nice ways Right. So, I mean, when you're, you're getting this message, when a person receives this message and intuitively that they, they need to do this with you, you do it. Now it's there for them and they're refusing the message. Um, yeah, I can imagine that wouldn't play out very well, karmically speaking, um, right. as far as, you know, my I always go based on my intuition and when I'm talking to people, it's just like, I feel the answer. <laughs> so I yeah. feel that that would be a very, um, bad choice, not bad yeah. choice, but like, a choice, yeah, a choice that will eventually need to change. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. that's going to manifest itself in like a variety of ways. Mm. Um, that's taking, your true truth, your nature, your true nature of yourself for personal development and enlightenment and like trying to shove it back into the bag yeah. <laughs> once it's already out. I mean, it doesn't really work that way. Right, right. Did they come back to you later ever and say, hey, I'm ready now um, for, for it? Um, a lot of people feel concerned about bothering me. 
and that's that's not anything what they're doing (laughs) i don't feel that they're bothering me so um i definitely encourage people to come back um and tell me um you know give me their their updates on on what's been happening and a few people really do um like um they feel they've met their soulmate or or they've stopped doing this thing that really wasn't good for them um i have a woman now recently i did a circle for the purpose of her finding a job after she's been looking for about 18 months and, and to find the perfect job for her and so that's actually really um there have been developments since she got her circle she put it on her LinkedIn banner and um, I believe on her resume as well. So it, it carries that energy with it, with, yeah. you know, everybody she presents herself to. Right. So that's really fun. And I, I love, I love getting updates. I love that too. It's like your own personal soul logo, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I made one, I make them for my business. Um, I, I have a couple of businesses and they have soul circles <laughs> to represent them. Oh, I wonder what the body owl soul circle would look like. Uh, um, yeah. I can envision it. You know, I, I kind of want to try doing, I don't know if I have any oil pastels right now. Mm-hmm. Because I have kids, and sometimes they get into my art supplies. Yeah. So I never know when I go to do art again, what kind of supplies I'm going to have and what kind of condition they're going to be in. Right. Um, but that's just this path of my in my journey, right? It's not always going to be that way. So I, I, at one point in life, would get frustrated, right, if I have broken or missing things. And yeah. now I think about it in more of a long term my soul journey it's no big deal i'm grateful that i have the kids that are taking my things and breaking them in the first place (laughs) and being creative one way or another absolutely i always try to um encourage the kids people in general to utilize that side that creativity side because you really don't often really ever know what is going to come out because so do you believe it to be all the subconscious mind coming out when you're doing work with like artwork or pen and paper or something like that that's how I've always thought of it which is why I think it's so healthy for people to either journal or do artwork something creative to allow that subconscious mind to empty itself out so it doesn't rack up all of this stuff that yeah. you carry around and it weighs you down. Are you, do you believe something similar? Yeah, I believe we operate on the unconscious always, um, that whatever's in our soul is what is driving us, even if we have made, um, even if we've rationalized it to turn it around to something that's more palatable to us or to society, we're still driven by what's under there. And I might be smiling, but you might feel anger coming from me. Right. So energy doesn't lie, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
So I would prefer that we all just are out in the open and our souls are visible so that we know who we're dealing with. Yeah, right. And everybody does have the ability, I believe, also, like you said earlier, how you feel like everybody has the ability to get that intuitive mind working and develop it more. Mm-hmm. And then also to be able to express it and come up with, you know, their own messages. I really do think that we all have a lot more senses than we were taught to use, oh, you know, yeah. growing up. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that those are coming online more. In the I do too. I, I really do. I see. And, you know, I don't know if it's because I put it in the forefront of my mind and, you know, the whole principle and idea, what is in your heart you see in the world and um, what you focus on is what you get. So I don't know if this community has always been as large or Mm -hmm. if it's just that I'm focusing so much on it that now it's coming more to me, right? So it's hard hard to determine unless somebody... <clears throat> at some point counted all like the consciously aware people and is keeping a running tab of how yeah. many people <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting to see wouldn't it um how many people <clears throat> are consciously aware at different stages in history and then like to kind of track the ebb and the flow and see what the trends are like yeah does tragedy and struggle <clears throat> count, like, cause people to have this more conscious awareness? So mm-hmm. after times like the Great Depression and the years to follow, were there a lot more people that were consciously aware? Um, or after, like, 9-11 or some sort of, you know, shock to the system for people? Yeah does that spur people to be more aware and start questioning and looking inward, right? Well, I feel that that's that's part of the unintended consequences of what's going, you know, the the really under the radar things that are going on right now is that, oops, everybody became really aware. (laughs) Now what do we do? Right. Yeah. Now we have so many people that are aware. What do we do now? What are the next steps, right? And it also it throws you into a kind of a um, an anxiety state to be so aware all of a sudden. It can. Yeah. It can. Yeah. It can be a struggle, especially mm-hmm. when you're when you're getting all these different ideas and creativity starts to flow and then you're like, where is this coming from? And it just doesn't stop and you keep going and going and going. And sometimes sleep can be really hard Mm -hmm. when you're constantly getting messages and you're constantly getting bursts of creativity. Like I sleep with a uh, notebook next to my bed, Mm -hmm. right? Um, because when things come to you, you got to at least write it down. Like one of my anxiety mechanisms, coping mechanisms that I've learned that I've been using for a long time because I have had an anxiety disorder for, gosh, over a decade. So, I mean, I don't struggle with it now, but 
I've learned to write things down and then you can let it go, right? Mm -hmm. So many people, I feel like, hold on to anxiety because they're trying to remember so many things. Uh And if you write stuff down, if you write lists, if you have a notebook that you can just scribble it down and be like, okay, the thought is down, now I can let it go and I don't have to carry it around in my in my conscious mind. Um, right. It really does help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you said you mentioned that you listen to binaural beats when mm-hmm. you do your artwork sometimes. Um, do you know about like the natural DMT in your brain at all, the neurochemical DMT that is released when you do when you listen to binaural beats? I've heard of that, but I haven't studied. I just know that when both of my, both sides of my brain are activated, which yeah. I'm, I'm ambidextrous and, and I- You are? Yeah, yeah, I, I write with both hands. Um, I don't do a lot of drawing with my left hand, but you know, maybe I will eventually. But um, yeah. I know that that, is a more open space when when both sides of my brain are are working so that's why i do it wow so fun fact um i really get interested i've been interested in neuroscience for a really long time um and dmt gets released naturally in the brain in life right it's one of those biochemical things that happens um and when you listen to binaural beats, it increases the amount of DMT that is released into your brain. Um, oftentimes, a lot of artists that really get into the DMT stuff actually use like outside sources of DMT, like psychedelic drugs, hmm. to increase the DMT in a massive amount. Well. I mean, it's only a little amount, I think. I don't know. I've never experienced it. But it's interesting because I've been saying over and over and over again recently that the effects of psychedelic drugs, a lot of the times, can be produced naturally within our bodies with yeah. different things that we do, right? So, like, this altered state of consciousness that people get into using psychedelics, you can also get into through meditation. Yeah. And with binaural beats, you're also, you're releasing that, that DMT into your brain. I believe it's the same chemical that is released in near-death experiences, uh-huh. which they kind of think is what causes people to have visions and uh-huh. all these other things when they have the near-death experience. So I think it's really cool that your body intuitively went to playing binaural beats because it does produce that DMT in your brain um, that allows people to have this altered state of consciousness, this higher awareness. Yeah, um, and as you were you were talking, I was getting the message that it's it's not just visions; it's them experiencing their soul in in those um, near death experiences. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really neat. So I, I know that you have a bunch of these art pieces of art. Could we see one close up on um, the camera, um, at least for the YouTube viewers? Yes. To see? Um, see if I can do this in a way that works. Oh, wow. So that one to me 
looks like a soul that's ready to be reborn, like not reborn, but like come to come to some new new beginning. It mm -hmm. makes me feel new beginning. What what is that? Are you able to tell us um, what that one represented okay. when you drew it? Um, yes, this was. I did this for, um, well, I do, um, I offer a monthly meditation free on my website. And this one was on the subject of releasing blame and shame. Okay. So what a way to rebirth yourself is to release. Yeah. Blame that, and shame. Is, that is the, that is the feeling that it gives. That's so amazing that you do it. It also looks like a budding flower a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of looks like it was ready to, you know. It also crash. to me has the, um, Nautilus. Know, yeah, and it looks like uh, a brain stem and the neuro connectors in yeah. the brain as well to me. Yeah. So there's, I feel there's so much mathematics and science in these yes, <laughs> that we don't even know about. Well, and that was actually what I wanted to ask you next, which I keep thinking looking at the one behind you. Um, so that uh, this is a perfect segue. So have you ever measured your work, your artwork for angles and stuff like that um, when it comes to like sacred geometry and the flower of life and, you know, these patterns we see in nature in the body? Do you see those? Have you measured them? I haven't measured them. Um but it's definitely there the fibonacci code and golden yeah, yeah. The, gold, the golden ratio and yeah. everything yeah i mm -hmm. i am so um blown away right now when i looked at it because it did give me that nautilus mm -hmm. feeling and it does look symmetrical to the point where it would be like a fractal or something that you see in nature so yeah. i would love to hear like if you ever do start measuring the angles and things like that of your art, I would love to see. And I know that there's some really, like, um, there's one person in specific, like, specifically in California, I think, that, I think they're in California, Robert Edward Grant, I might be interviewing him for one of my episodes upcoming, but he works with sacred geometry, the Vitruvian man, um, drawing all these different symbols you know um yeah and i bet you he would have a field day with the artwork that you do i'm gonna have to send him a link to this this That'd is a little shout great. out to him anyway so i'm gonna have to send him a link to this episode because i think that he'll be very intrigued and other numerologists or people would be very intrigued by what you're doing especially if they could get their hands on it to measure it and see what the angles are I would love that because as you were saying, if you ever start measuring, I and I thought I'd rather just send it to somebody who knows about it so that I don't have to learn because it'll influence awesome. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, you are so much like you're so much like me in that way. I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me, right? right. <laughs> um, because then I won't know if it's authentic. Um, mm -hmm. The less I know, the better. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, isn't, I wanna... that, isn't that a perfect um, subject to go into another realm of, we just know, oh, and I just saw this as well. See if I can get this on here. This is Beautiful. just a little print of my soul circle. So that's definitely the snail, the yeah. nautilus. The nautilus. Yeah. Do so, you use a measuring tool when you do this? No. At all? all it's no, all no. freehand. Mm -hmm. This one down here just absolutely demanded, and it's hard to see because it's, it's very subtle colors, but yeah. absolutely demanded precision and that the outer circle be perfect, a perfect circle. Wow. And I don't think that I... I think it's pretty close. Yeah. But it needed to be perfect so that all the other ones could just sort of move around within it. it one, that one kind of reminds me of the immortal jellyfish. Oh. Um, have you seen that? Or like the, I've seen it in my symbology, you know, searching, and it reminded me of that. Um, it also kind of goes back to the eye of Horus or the eye of Ra, right? The eye that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and that comes from Egyptian mythology, symbology, stuff like yeah. that. I'm such a dork when it comes to symbols. So um, well, anyway. <laughs> I went to Egypt as a teenager. So it may have just, wow. I may have just soaked it all up. That imprinted on you. Um, so what realm were you mentioning that you oh, wanted to go into? Just the, just the fact that I don't measure any of this. I don't use templates of any sort. Um, yeah, it's, and, and yes, I have been using art tools my whole life. Um, and I was, I do very realistic, uh, fine art work, you know, oil and drawings and various other things. But, um, so I'm assuming this is realism too. Yeah. Um, but to know that that is just available, like, I don't know the science, I don't know the mathematics, but here it is. Yeah. And that's available to any of us. I'm not special in that way. It's just that I questioned, I had questions and I allowed the answers to come through. So just imagine taking that and say um having all of that wisdom that's available coming through your business it it requires courage to have faith that what you're the message you're getting is going to play out practically for you right so mm -hmm. there there is that so it, yeah. so it really develops your own self to have that courage and take that step and see what happens. And then every time you do that, you become, it requires less courage. It just becomes more natural. Yeah, because you already have established that trust with yourself. Mm -hmm. And you and know. This, yes. And in this time where everything is so chaotic and so uncertain, I am so grateful to have this in my life so that I can just stay stable and know that one way or another I'm I'm gonna be okay regardless of what happens I, f I feel um, supported yeah 
Yeah. So, like, because when you connect to that part of yourself, you can feel that you're not alone. Yeah. And that really, this is just a human experience that you're having right now, and that you are an immortal soul on a very long journey. So mm -hmm. the next chapter is something to be excited for. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've come to similar um, feelings with the work and stuff that I do. Um, when you work with other people and you're working and feeling their energy, um, I'm interested because I do energy healing and also, you know, get in tune with other people's energy. Do you feel um, sensations or do you feel like, how does it feel to you? I know that some people feel energy differently. Um, some people feel hot or cold, like during um, energy healing sessions. Mm -hmm. um, or the chakra system, do you use that at all and like read people that way? How does that part, the energy connection work? Well, for instance, with the readings that I do that don't involve the soul circles, um, because a lot of times when I'm making the soul circle, it feels like all of that is just going into the marks and the colors. Yeah. But when I'm, say, doing a business forecast, I will visualize um, the energy of God coming through my body, spirit, soul, connecting down into the earth, to the earth's core, and then shooting up to that business and throughout that business. And then back up to God and through me, and that's how it. That's how I visualize it being connected to that energy, and with that, all the information that is needed comes. And um, how do I feel it? A lot of times, my body will want to do something, like sit down on the floor. And then I will be given um, visuals. And so I will, I'll write all of that down for, for the client. Um, or I'll be directed to in a certain direction or towards a certain object that's in my space. And then the symbology of that, that object will come through into the message. It's like, I'm, I, it's, it's actually very physical. Wow. So do you ever get images of animals? Like, do you visualize their animal spirits? Do their spirit guides show up in your, in your visions? Because I've had this happen recently. Um, and I, I'm just curious, do you, when you connect with another person's energy, do you see their spirit guides and power animals and all of these things? Did those ever pop up to you? I definitely feel like their guides are present and, and often giving me the messages or speaking to my guides and my guides are giving the messages from them. Um, when I see particular people or animals, 
I just feel that it's a spirit that has a, an important message to offer this person. Um, I don't know that it's their animal spirit or I, I'm not very good with labels. <laughs> That's okay. That's because you like to keep that, that, um, and I, I totally understand. Um, the only reason that I know about this stuff is because I've done some shaman work mm -hmm. for myself, um, to be able to help other people learn how to connect with, you know, their yeah. animal finding meeting my animal spirit guides was really something that I really connected with um I'm kind of hippie-ish right a little bit hippie-ish when it, I, I don't know I think people think it's hippie-ish I don't think it is I think it's very natural to right. learn and dig deep and and um maybe not in the culture that we I am used to living in, but in other cultures, like in indigenous culture, having and getting to know your animal spirit guides, I think is probably a lot more common. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I really appreciated it. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, I, I can see other people's animal spirits and things like that when mm -hmm. I connect to them. And that is something that's really interesting. Um, for, for me to do. Yeah. Um, I also feel like hot or cold, usually heat or heaviness. Um, mm -hmm. You just kind of intuitively know when you're taking that energy work and you're doing healing with it, you kind of just scan the body and you can sense and, and know which areas yeah. of the body have energy blockages and whatnot. Yeah, um, I do occasionally feel symptoms of other people, and it took me a long while to, uh, like, physical things go on. It took me a long while to discern that that's not something that I need to uh, go address and, you know, um, do stretches to, to release that pain. It's not even mine, and it's this other person's, yeah. and... and they can deal with it or not, but well, you um, can send them to me, <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> right? Like you get them started, and right. you give them this, and then just send them to me, and okay. I can work with them as a coach and as a healer. Like I can help unlock those things and you know get it to flow. Um, right. So that is a really also like you, you and I. The intuition is like so strong here. I can tell yeah. you the segue of the question that I wanted to ask you next. You uh, set it up perfectly. Um, do you cut off? Do you have you learned the practice of being able to disconnect from the energy in a way so that way it doesn't continue to affect you? Yeah, a few people have taught me that that is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was gonna say, I'm like, I know that you're like me when it comes to not wanting to know some stuff. Sometimes that can really bite us in the butt, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't realize what the heck is going on until like way later. And right. I, I was a sponge for energy for a really long time until mm -hmm. I realized what my gifts were and how to use them, and then also how to protect myself from having any sort of, you know, energy draining or carrying around somebody's energy or manifesting other people's symptoms by carrying around other energy that isn't yours. 
So oh, yeah. having that visualization to disconnect is always really helpful. I always imagine a giant scissors mm -hmm. over my head because how you described it is also how I visualize it with the energy from the earth's core coming up and the energy from you know the sky coming down. And the, that is my visualization and it's all swirling around me and I'm sitting in it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then my energy comes out the top of my head, you know, and transfers over to you or whoever I'm connecting with. So mm -hmm. I imagine them as being like little energy beams coming out of the top of my head. Yeah. And then I just imagine a giant scissors in my visualization cutting through all those energy sources and connections and saying, you know, I'm disconnecting all of my, all energy sources or energy connections that are not serving my highest good and, you know, mm -hmm. make sure to do that part. That was a game changer. Um, yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely carried around other people's stuff for a long while and, yeah. um, yeah, it's painful. Right. And that's so important for people to understand because everyone, like you and I both agree that everyone has these abilities, this uh -huh. ability of intuition. And that's why the power of positivity is so important because put one negative person out there in a room full of people, how many people understand energy uh -huh. and understand how it's affecting them? And yeah. then further than that, further than that, like narrowing that even down, the people that understand energy and vibes and whatnot, how many of those people, the subset, understand how to disconnect it so it doesn't affect them and they don't carry it around? Um, I really think that energy is important for people to understand because they might be living in a way that isn't serving their highest good and it has nothing to do with anything that they're doing mm -hmm. or feeling or sensing, you know, inappropriately. It's literally just the atmosphere of where they are and who they're around and who's in their circle of influence. Right. Um, a lot of times going back to what I said early in, in our conversation, a lot of times I feel that the people who say, I don't think I want to know what my soul looks like, are those people who are so sensitive that they're picking up all of the garbage. Right. And that's why they don't want to know. And, <laughs> and a lot of times I just tell them it's not as bad. I can feel it right now. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah. yeah. But yep. just being able to discern is so important. And, and I've gotten to where um, you know, I might just wake up feeling really murky and yucky and I'll go, oh, well, obviously that's not mine. So I, I don't even need to pay attention to it. And then I immediately <laughs> I yeah. lighten up and go about my day. Right. So I, yeah, it's, it's just, and especially now, oh my gosh. I feel so much going on and I can't get wrapped up in it because it would take up every minute of my day. Yeah. And it would be so destructive to me. I, I feel you on that. I, I keep trying to figure out if I'm meant to help people on a massive scale, you know, and try to really spread knowledge and, 
and teaching people on a mass scale how to help themselves and I feel like I'm this bridge mm -hmm. and um and it's such it, a desire to to want to do that that right. part is so huge and then you have to dig into it though right mm -hmm. like how yep. much is it is it is it at all my ego right I always try to keep myself in check now mm -hmm. that I'm very aware and conscious I, I try to ask myself, okay, is it my ego that wants to try to, you know, fix the world and help so many people? Is it an ego situation? Um, really, I don't, I, I still have a hard time discerning if it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't completely. like seeing people suffer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And it just, yeah, it's, and yet, we have to respect what they want. I mean, people love to suffer. I mean, it's obvious <laughs> right now. It's weirdly obvious right now, especially. But people love their traumas um, and their injuries. And that sounds like a really not nice thing to say. But it's just the truth. And, and I understand it. Um, because you, you you become attached to it as a way of wanting to write, make it right. And I completely get that and have been in that. And it's so much nicer to release it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I feel like selfish sometimes if I'm sitting in, you know, my peaceful bliss when I used to live in anxiety and fear constantly with post-traumatic mm. stress disorder and anxiety mm. and depression. And I do have this feeling like I should try to help other people see that there's another way yeah. to live and to change their mindset, their perception of reality to also, you know, get out of that. But, you know, who am I to say that they're even ready? Mm -hmm. And who am I to end suffering for their soul when maybe that's their, their soul's journey and they need that? But mm -hmm. then I'm also a creator, right? We're all creators. And mm -hmm. so maybe my purpose is to be that bump you know and just like you with your artwork you're part of somebody's journey in like realizing um what is going on with them and it kind of i feel like would be the beginning of their journey so yeah these questions are always things that i ask myself um yeah, definitely so I, I understand i oh. really um yeah i know i know you do i know you understand um but I want to encourage you something right now is to really acknowledge how much you influence, even if it's not on a video and it's not on a podcast or out public, you just doing something within yourself or for, for the world, for the state of the world, you know, setting an intention for, for more love to enter the world. That is actually more powerful, probably, than this video we're making. Yeah, intention. 
intentions and intention setting. I agree. Um, I especially <laughs> this month, <clears throat> I had set some intentions at the beginning of the month at the new moon. Mm -hmm. I follow the lunar cycle and pay attention to the energy from the moon. I always have felt very connected to Luna. Um, and it's not, it's no joke when you set intentions and you focus your energy, these things start to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. It just takes time. Um, and I, you have to be also careful of what you set your intentions for and when because sometimes it can be very overwhelming i mean when you ask for something you will receive it um in full force so one of my intentions was to help me gather my thoughts together for writing a book because i started writing months ago and i've kind of been doing so many other things and it's been on the side and i set the intention and for like, I don't know, a week before the full moon and then like, I don't know, a couple days after, so much creativity, so much flow, so much energy. I was like, okay, I need to be more clear on my intention setting because this is overwhelming. I wasn't sleeping for like many, many days because it just kept coming, the creativity. And, you know, I'm laying in bed trying to go back to sleep. And then I'm like awake with another idea and like writing stuff down. But I was able to publish online anyway. I didn't publish it in a book or anything like that. But my first poem, mm -hmm. um, and that was the first thing I actually have completed when it comes to writing. So mm -hmm. you're right. Intentions are very powerful. Um, absolutely. This is, this is what happens with the forecasts that I do, especially um, with the 12 months. I just go for, for um, you know, I, I ask, okay, what, what is January for this person or this business? What, yeah. what's is best for them to focus on and when you have it written down and and there's something about it coming from somewhere outside of yourself that somehow we feel it's more valid in some way a lot of times um or it just reinforces maybe what you were already feeling and then to just look at it throughout the month and watch it happen just like you said and then as the months go on, you you look forward to August. And, oh, God, I can't wait. I can't wait for that to happen. Right. <laughs> and, and then say rejections or jobs lost or, you know, things that you thought were really bad. It's almost like it doesn't matter because you know this other thing is coming. Yeah. And it just settles the nervous system so much that I... Yeah, I, I would really love for people to experience that as everything gets turned on its head. In the That's next an interesting way. I need, I should definitely think um, and try to connect and find out more for month to month and forecasting for myself because I think that that would probably give me a little bit of um, 
further out direction. Mm -hmm. So again, you hit the nail on the head on where I was going next with your business forecasting. Could you tell us about that a little bit before we wrap things up? Because that's very intriguing work that you do. Oh, sure. And I was just feeling the, you know, tingling. You read my mind. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I know. You keep doing it. You're really good at it, by the way. <laughs> uh, yes, the business forecast. And I, f I feel this is just perfect for the, the moment. And I like you can just have the forecast done or you can have it done as well as have me available for um in interpreting for for witnessing the evidence because sometimes you know the universe brings us things and we go well i think that's related but right. that's kind of wacky i don't yeah. really, i can't believe that that's really something that happened <laughs> yeah but then to have somebody who can witness and go, well, yeah, of course. And not only that, there's this and this and this that you didn't even notice. And if you, plus there's this other thing that really wants to be experimented with. And if you take that, just, you know, just try it. You can always go back to your old way, but just try it and then let me know what happens. And then they come back and, oh my gosh, I can't, you, I never would have thought of doing it that way. And right. and it even seemed stupid. And I didn't even believe you when you said it. But <laughs> but since I'm paying you, I went ahead and tried it. <laughs> right. And, and a lot of the messages that come through in those forecasts are symbolic. So people um, kind of need another another eye looking at things to interpret the this symbolic evidence that is really showing up for them and then by you know within a few months they're they're picking it up themselves more and trusting themselves more so that's the purpose of of having the support behind the forecasts right and once again i don't recommend getting it and then putting it away because it it will come it'll smack you around a little bit yeah <laughs> all all the things that are in it will show up right in your face if if you're resisting it or ignoring it That's and it's like true. the circles and the fork they can't be misused it's right. it's just whether you choose to cooperate and go along with them. Yeah, right. And sometimes I think it's not that people don't want to cooperate. I think it's just they have a hard time deciding what that looks like. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> right. I surrender, right? I've, mm -hmm. I've told the universe many times, I surrender, right? I, yes. I know that I'm powerless and I am observing and, you know, I, the things aren't good nor bad and things are the way they are and I accept everything and I'm grateful for everything and I, it's, it's still, it can be a challenge to determine like, what does surrendering to the universe look like? What does surrendering to your purpose look like? It mm -hmm. takes a lot of self-reflection and I think yeah. 
diligence on a regular basis to maintain that connection and understanding because and the other question that I wanted to ask you, actually, it's the last question that I can think of right now anyway, um, to maintain that strong connection, to keep that intuition solid and strong, do you have practices that help you maintain that? So I know like actually physically doing the artwork is part of the process, right? Yeah. Keeping that meditative state. But are there other things? Do you have like, um, do you drink caffeine? Um, do you eat meat? Do you, um, how, what is your routine like that allows you to maintain such a connection? I don't feel you have to do any of those things. Um, what comes yeah. up? Drinking. Oh. <laughs> Caffeine. <laughs> I, for instance, I, I just quit chocolate in like November because it was out of hand. So it's mm -hmm. not because it's I want to. me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you planted the seed, Rita. Right. <laughs> Right, I said it. <laughs> um, but it was becoming part of getting connected. And, and, and it, it was just time. And that's, that's all I feel is yeah. as you develop more. And it, everything that I do is really for the purpose of soul development. And just what you were saying is to be really self-reflective be very self-responsible for how you're affecting yourself and your pets and your kids and your employees and the plants and everything. Um, and that, that seems daunting a lot of times, but it's really just about taking the next thing that's in front of you and chocolate was there and it was time. So I quit. <laughs> the same thing was with coffee and then well then I really had a caffeine addiction with green tea so I had to quit that as well because I don't like the um the need for something you know yeah, yeah. I agree I think mm -hmm. that that is exactly you hit it nail on head I think that anything is okay but once your body and your mind and you your being becomes almost like a slave to something else right mm -hmm. whether it be to the caffeine or the chocolate or a substance whatever once yeah. that starts to take over and you no longer really have full free will i do think that affects your connection and your ability to continue on a, a soul journey and, yeah. and of soul growth um, that's been my experience as well. I do eat meat, um, mm -hmm. but I mean, not very much and not very often. I don't have restrictions when it comes to things. I don't drink alcohol, but mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, yeah. alcohol is just not in my realm of no. anything anymore. Um, I think that that is, one thing that if I were to tell people anything about any type of restrictions or any advice, 
cut alcohol out of your life. Um, is that something, do you ever have alcohol in, periodically or is that something that you've also gotten rid of? Uh, I never really felt drawn to alcohol. Um, I don't like how it feels or how it tastes, yeah. so that makes it easy. But um, yeah, I and only recently I'm just like, you know, somebody offers me a sip of their beer, I'll say no. And yeah. so I don't even intake that much. And it, I do feel sobriety is important when you're working with an energy person, someone who's working with your energy. Yeah. I feel sobriety is important and um you can you can define sobriety in a variety of ways so yeah. that's up to the person to determine and and really if they're for anyone listening to really feel into the person that you're going to work with and determine if they're honest and loving and you know, as pure as we can be in our current state of development. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of an anarchist. I don't like rules, so. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're setting up rules, then you're judging, and yeah. being in a place of non-judgment is really where progress can be made in mm -hmm. soul growth. Um, so it kind of goes with the territory, right? No restrictions. Um, and just kind of going with the flow. I wouldn't tell anyone I'm working with that they have to stop no. caffeine or alcohol or anything because it's up to them. Right. So, and it's not they're not going to develop their soul if they don't do this stuff. Right. Well, everyone's different. And mm -hmm. my advice to people is always do what your body tells you. Do... Yeah what feels right for you. Um, and if something somebody is saying to you and you intuitively feel differently, go with what you feel is right, right? Um, yeah. Your body will tell you. And I do think that fasting or doing a fast for like a day or two can help people reestablish balance, going out in nature, reestablishing the balance, and then starting from that starting point of emptiness, um, your body isn't confused anymore. I realized that once I did a fast and started fresh, that my body found it much easier to tell me what it was hungry for and what it needed because the artificial sugar and other things that I had been eating or drinking it confused my body and my body didn't know okay so do I want food right now I'm not confused or I'm kind of confused because I just had sugar and it's not fully burned out yet and I want more sugar and so I think that what we put into our bodies is really important but I definitely wouldn't say restrictive dieting or anything like that is necessary and, and really you could you can fast in a variety of ways and i suppose that could be considered a practice that i do is i keep my life very quiet um that doesn't mean um you know i i demand silence or anything like that <laughs> i just just you know sounds are things that we put into our body 
information is. Yes. So if anybody wants to start fasting, I would start there. Yeah, I agree. Any sensory input information. Um, I posted something about that not that long ago. What we take in with our eyes, what we take in with our ears, we take in with all of our sensory input that is all affecting us. Um, and listening to the radio, if it's a song that is not good and it gives you bad vibes, change it, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I've been become like very strict about what I listen to. And mm -hmm. it's funny you mentioned that. I find that sound is very, very important and it affects yeah. people very much. And the subliminal messages that are in things and like the different tones that they're using, the, yeah. the frequency can bring you down without yeah. you realizing it. I was talking to a musician one time and this person was going through a more depressed state of being, right? So they're in like this little depressive state. And he was playing music. Um, and I'm like, gosh, do you know any more upbeat songs, right? He's like, well, I'm just playing what I feel. And I'm like, I understand that and that's really healthy. But at the same time, you have a choice about what you play. And if you play something with higher frequency, if you play something that you're listening to, you know, because you're listening to it, and so it's a negative feedback loop, right? For yeah. a depressed musician to be playing blues music or other music that would further the cycle of depression, it's like a constant state of negative feedback, listening and playing and then listening and playing. So I'm like, why don't you try a Jack Johnson song or like somebody really upbeat and switch it up for a little while and see if you notice a difference in how you feel and then eventually you might want to start playing more upbeat music because you're gonna feel upbeat because you're listening to it and you're playing it. Um, does, does that logic make sense to you? Oh completely yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> I thought it was thing. great advice. <laughs> yes, it's very good advice. It's and I actually feel therapy is is destructive in some in in some ways because you continue hearing your story of what brought you to therapy yeah. and you keep focusing on it. And right. at some point you have to stop the story. <laughs> yeah, start writing the story, right? Like mm -hmm we're all the author of our own life story. Uh -huh. Pick up the pen and take control of your story because yeah. we all have that ability. Right. <laughs> or right. in your case, the oil pastel. Uh -huh. um, wow, so was there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to touch on? I know we kind of went in a big circle like a circular soul <laughs> yeah there it is <laughs> and i was just noticing the complementary colors between us you you have a lot of blue in your frame here and i have some warmer orange and and other things it's it's kind of a nice visual we have going on here <laughs> it is it is really nice and you know i was never trained as an artist i've always just loved art and doing art so much and 
singing and being creative. And it's funny because I don't think that I have any sort of, you know, special talent. I'm definitely not trained. Um, but I find it to be so much fun and relaxing. Like, like this one, this piece mm -hmm. of art, it's digital. I didn't paint it or anything, but I would love to go to the art store and grab the paint supplies and start like painting on top of my digital art, it, you know, because mm -hmm. since I'm not a trained artist, mm -hmm. I don't have that control with my yeah. hand. I don't have the training and how to hold things and how to use things. So I think I'm going to be like a child, right? Yeah. And just get some paint supplies, maybe finger paint since I am so childlike yeah. and just start doing it because I really want to be able to touch my art. Mm -hmm. The downfall with digital artwork mm -hmm. is, is I love doing it, um, but it does have, it's missing that yeah. with my hands yeah. thing that I really love. So I think that I'm inspired after talking to you. I think my next step for the day is to go to the art store and get some other art supplies um, oh, I love it. and experiment. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and I've done, I've done digital soul circles. Sometimes people just have an energy that, that those really bright, vibrant yeah. colors are what is needed. But, but you're right, and they just have their own character, and it's, it's appropriate in, in some cases. In other cases, you just need that really um, tangible, tactile, yeah, tangible. That's yeah. the word I was trying to think of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that's what I'm, I'm missing. I really like working with clay also. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I'm going to have to go see. The one thing about art is like all the supplies tend to be so expensive. Yeah. I like, I tell you, I, I'm thinking about getting a part-time job at the art store just mm -hmm. so I get a discount on art supplies because I really want to start exploring different um, art, do you call them modalities in art? I yeah, know, like, mediums. Mediums, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I would really like to try different things. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's dangerous to go into an art store for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, really, if you put me in any store, if I'm in the mood, it can be dangerous. Uh. But, um, <laughs> um, when I am inclined, I'm very good at not spending anything, but then certain times it's like, just keep me out of the store or oh. it is going to be a big credit card bill, you know? <laughs> well, this is not an interesting topic that we got around to. <laughs> yeah. Credit card bills. Yeah. I, I, um, after having um, a lot of investing in things right now, it's like, I don't really want to look at it. That's one of oh. those things that I'm like, I have some avoidance with. Like, mm -hmm. well, I know it's there and I will get to it. Um, yeah. Time, right? <laughs> well, I thought I inspired you at least to get the artwork going. Yeah. And, you know, I have been thinking about it and it's like, perfect timing because I don't have any other interviews today and so I mean I think that for listeners and viewers this is a perfect example when you feel 
like you have the inspiration that's like the opening mm -hmm. and you either have the choice to act on it and go and grab a couple things within reason i can be reasonable i can right. get like a new sketch pad and some oil pastels or yeah. whatever i don't have to get you know a full as much as i want like mm -hmm. canvas maybe mm -hmm. And, and you can, while you're there, you can really check in. What am I guided to get? I'm going to meditate first. Yeah. And I'm going to feel it, sense it first, and mm -hmm. then um, go in the store and totally, like when you go to the store to buy crystals for healing, crystals for meditation, I don't know if you use crystals. I do. I like them. I think they're good visualization tools, if nothing else. I don't know about, you know, how much energy comes out of them and whatnot. I still go through the motions and I do believe that they, they hold energy. So anyway, when you go and get crystals, you do the same thing. The idea yeah. is to intuitively pick your crystals because you're guided to what ones will serve you in your purpose. Um, so that's what I'm going to do with art. Uh -huh. I like it. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for your time and all this information and sharing your artwork um, and really for doing what you do. It's so amazing. I've never heard anybody else that does these um, soul circles or intuitive forecasting for business. So um, it's very needed and I'm so glad that you're doing it. So that way you have that opportunity to help people in that way. Um, well, thank you so much for being so open and this great conversation. It's, it's yeah, I'm an open book. I really like, there's not much hidden. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at hiding things. No, no. <laughs> especially, especially someone like you that has that really solid, strong intuition. You'd know if I was, you know, holding yeah. back. Yeah. Um, I don't. True. Life is too short to yeah. hold back, right? How do you ever build real connections with people? And and I want people to know me, right? Mm -hmm. And if I put on some fake facade for people, that would then people will know me. People can go through their entire lives without anyone ever really knowing them. And I find that to be one of the saddest things. Yeah. Uh, I do know some people like that. Mm. And that's got to be a really lonely way to live. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Although socially acceptable. Very yeah. It's, it's almost more socially acceptable yeah. to be closed than to be open. Trust me, I freak people out all the time. People right. don't know how to respond. Lonely, right? <laughs> people don't know how to respond to me. I'm alone all the time. I spend most of my time alone. Mm -hmm. And um, when I am around other people and I bring this, you know, presence and energy, it, people are a little taken aback by it because they don't know how to respond. And I'm like, I wish more people... Mm -hmm. would bring their yeah. real selves to the table because yeah. everybody is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you're great. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I am, the feeling is mutual. I'm very, very,
very thankful that we had this discussion. Um, it did take me a little bit of time to wake up. I'm not a morning person. Um, and I did wake up not that long ago when we had started our call. So um, now I'm fully awake and ready to ready to go to the art store. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so um, for our viewers and our listeners, um, Rita's information will be in the description and the business, it's, it is called Circular Soul, right? Yes. And um, the website and everything will be in the description and the details so you can find her work and follow her um, and contact her if you feel called to contact her for um, a circular soul um, piece of art and oh man, I'm tempted. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do one for the body owl. That would be great. Right? What is inside this mystery? Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be really cool. I'll, I will have to think about it. I'm tempted to try to draw some circles or not necessarily circles, but whatever comes to me to see what yeah. comes out today. Um, yeah. So you're inspiring. Thank you. Um, you're so kind. Oh, <laughs> um, well, thank you, viewers and um, listeners, to for hanging around. I know sometimes I can just keep chatting. Um, so sending love and positive vibes. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.